Do you think that classical music is not for you and you don't know where to start? Or maybe you're a fan already and would welcome a fresh approach. You've come to the right place. Perfect pitch is for everyone, beginners or experts, whatever your age. Lend Nick Healy Hutchinson your ears for his weekly dose of classical music that will enrich your life. I want to do something slightly different this week and concentrate on just one piece, but I'll talk you through each of the movements along the way. Right at the end of the podcast, I'll be adding a three-minute piece with a particular poignancy for me. My favourite Mozart piano concerto of all his 27, and one of only two written in a minor key, is his number 20. It's a favourite concerto for many people. I think the main reason for this is the timing of its composition in 1785, when Mozart was 29 and Beethoven not yet 15. So it's a piece which really paves the way for the climax of the classical period, a period which followed the end of the Baroque period in around 1750 and ended with the death of Beethoven in 1827, making way for the Romantic. It's a dark and even angry piece and has a thread of sadness throughout, even if it does end jubilantly, which we'll discuss briefly when we get to it. For all that anger and sadness, it is also tense, turbulent and exciting. From the very first notes, you can sense a real foreboding. The orchestration is dramatic and rich, much more like a symphony, actually. And when the piano finally does come in, it's as if someone has just walked into an argument. The melody changes in an instant to something altogether calmer before mingling all the voices together. There's plenty of angry banter between piano and orchestra before it comes to a peaceful rather than triumphant conclusion. Mozart didn't write any cadenzas for the piece. Cadenzas are solo passages right at the end of a movement in a concerto which allow the soloist to open their shoulders and show off their skills with some improvisation. The concerto was apparently Beethoven's favourite, which makes me feel in very good company, so he wrote some cadenzas for the piece which are included here. It's Beethoven through and through, almost an extract from a new sonata. You may remember how in the past I've referred to the importance of choosing the right recording. This is a pulsating account, nothing less, as quick and clear as I have heard. So here is the first rather moody movement of Mozart's Piano Concerto No. 20, played by the Orchestra di Padova e del Veneto with Marta Argerich at the piano.
The second movement, marked in the score Romanza, is, I think, my favourite of all his slow movements. And no, it's not the one from the 1967 film Elvira Madigan, which, however lovely, seems to get far too much airing at the expense of others, especially this one. So I'm sorry if you were hoping for that, but you'll just have to dig it out yourself. It's number 21. Whenever I listen to this, it conjures up an image of two lovers, walking hand in hand in gentle conversation. That's certainly how it starts, with a typically charming and peaceful melody introduced by the piano, which is then picked up by the orchestra. But then one of the lovers says something wrong, and the piece is disturbed by an outburst, one answering the other. You can hear it very clearly, I think, with the way the lower end of the piano seems to argue with the upper end. I put it like that rather than left hand and right hand, because it is in fact the left hand doing all the work with crossovers over the right hand. And then, as we would wish all tantrums to finish, 
One of them pulls it round with a hug or an apology, and Mozart effortlessly brings us back to harmonious reunion. I've absolutely no idea if such a thought entered his head, or indeed anyone else's since, but that's what it conveys to me. See what you think.
And so we reach the final moment of Mozart's Piano Concerto No. 20, the Rondo, played by Marta Argerich. We're back to the anger of the first movement, in an almost frenzied outburst. It opens with one of Mozart's favourite devices, the so-called Mannheim Rocket, a rapid and determined climb up the keyboard. Brass and timpani are back big time, and the mood is maintained right through to Beethoven's cadenzas at the end, with his hallmark trills in abundance. But Mozart knew that 18th century audiences did not like unhappy endings. You won't find one in any of Haydn's 104 symphonies. So in the final furlong, Mozart flips the whole mood of the piece on its head in the moments immediately following the cadenzas. The concerto comes to a triumphant and exultant close with a very clear shift from its principal key of D minor to the optimistic one of D major. Mozart was at the keyboard on its first performance and it went down a storm. Thank you. 
I mentioned at the beginning of today's podcast that I wanted to finish with a very brief piece with a personal relevance. Our mother died on New Year's Day. She was an ordinary lady with quite the most unordinary of upbringings, having been born in Hungary in 1934. I have written about her on my Facebook page in some detail, as I can't hope to do her story justice in a couple of minutes here. Regular listeners to this podcast will know that I've made several references to my father's love of music. Mum's taste was the polar opposite of Dad's Wagnerian preferences. Johann Strauss was her go-to man, although she did once say to me she rather liked Bruckner, which I'm quite certain was a case of mistaken identity, especially as she would not have found me agreeing with her in a great hurry. I think she'd be rather surprised by this choice of music, but it strikes me as strangely fitting. The Firebird Suite, written for Diaghilev's ballet company, Ballet Russe, and first performed in Paris in 1910, was a smash hit for its composer Stravinsky. I want to conclude today with its finale. Although this is the end of the piece, there's nothing obviously final about it, quite the opposite in my view. In its ethereal opening few bars, it seems to look ahead to another chapter and waste little time in establishing a solid affirmation with it. As a woman with unquestioning faith, this sums up all I could hope for Mun now, a new beginning and a happier one. The finale from the Firebird Suite is played here by the Boston Symphony Orchestra conducted by Sergei Ozawa. So, go forth, Christian soul, go forth upon thy journey.
it for now. Thank you for listening to Perfect Pitch with Nick Healy Hutchinson. He'll be back again next week with some more treasures for you, so please do join him then. And you can subscribe to this podcast by clicking on the link below.